Hey, good morning, Cam. Good morning, Mike. Nick Folk, after the game, was talking about the, the wind conditions and, and how challenging it was. I guess, how do, you, how do you decipher that when you're in the stadium? How do you understand, you know, what's, which way the wind's coming? What, what sort of range does he have? How does he have to play it if the wind is in a, coming from a certain direction? I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to what goes all into that. Yeah, the, the first thing is, you know, you obviously just try to feel the, the, the fill level wind um, while you're standing out there to, to get a good idea. Like, is it at our back? Is it coming from front? You know, and each stadium is different and every day is different. Um, you know, and you know, sometimes it's a swirling wind where it's coming in one side and it's hitting off the other side and it's coming back to you. So, you know, what you have to do is once you kind of feel it in pregame is then you go back out and you let the guys hit. You watch the other guys kick as well from the other team, kind of see because they play there a lot more. So it's like, all right, where are they hitting the ball? Where are they looking at to project the ball? So it's like, all right, they have a little bit better feel because they just play more games at home. And so that's something you look at. But at the end of the day, you're trying to watch your guys kick the ball. It's like, all right, I'm aiming here. You're talking to him where you're aiming at. It's like, all right, I'm aiming right inside the right upright, but the ball's landing right outside of it. So you never want to aim to miss on a field goal. But there's times that you're squeezing that upright. So if you're here, you may be aiming right on the, you know, the, the one, the R2 or the R1, depending on, the wind and there's other times you know if the wind's hanging it up you might say hey we got to get to the 35 to kick it one way and then if you have to win with your back you may be like hey we can kick it from the 42 so there's a lot of in-game adjustments that we talk about and through the game because the wind dies down normally throughout the games you know it's usually higher in the mornings um, and early on so it may be one distance or one projection to start the game and then the, if you notice always the specialists always come out for both teams before the at the half well, that's the reason they're coming out there. They're trying to project the wind. Has it died down? Is it different? And I rely a lot on, you know, whether it's Jake, whether it's Nick, a lot of me communicating me after halftime going, hey, it's died down a little bit. I can get it from here. Or, hey, I can hit this uh, pitch from this distance if it's Jake. Um, so you rely on a lot of them at halftime because you're not out there seeing it. You're making adjustments in the locker room. And when you come out, you're talking to them like, hey, how's it feel? Does it feel the same? Has it changed? Has the direction switched? Um then, you know, as you're going through it, if the wind starts to change, there may be a point where the ball hits a wall. They call it the 30-yard line. And there's other times once you get it through, so now you're having to hit like a wind beater kick. So you got to hit the ball a little bit different so it cuts the wind. And when you're able to cut the wind, now the ball can travel. And that just goes with, you know, veterans getting better and learning the different pitches they have to hit because you don't want to hit that ball straight up because anytime you hit it up, it's going to get up in the Gulf Stream and it's going to come back down right to you. Um, so it's definitely – we're blessed to actually have a lot of wind here, so we get to deal with a lot of practice. Um, but there's definitely a lot to go into it. People just like, oh, kick the ball. And it's like uh, there's a lot more to it, you know, when you're talking about the weather. And, like, all right, well, now it's at my face, so I can hit this. Or is it at my back? Um, you know, and it, sometimes at your back left or back right, there's a different kick as well, not just at your back. It makes a difference. Is it coming from your right or is it coming from your left as well? Did you ever think you'd be like a part-time meteorologist with this stuff? You'd, you'd be surprised. I thought that I just flip a coin and I'm like, all right, you know, uh, sometimes I wish I had that job and you never know, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. Next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Phil Perry. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Good morning, Cam. Good morning, Bob. Uh, just, just quickly, is that why we saw, I think Jake ran out there maybe early third quarter well, uh, during a break and he's standing in the middle of the field essentially is to gauge what kind of difference? Yeah, I, anytime if there's a break and they can run out there and just kind of get a look at the stadium and a feel for it, it's like, all right, well, if I have to punt in this situation, if you're talking about Jake specifically or if it's Nick, um, just to kind of get a gauge of what the wind is actually doing, the direction we're going. 
because obviously every quarter it changes. So the win factor is going to change each quarter, you know, and then as the game goes on, you know, it's definitely going to change as the game is progressing. But that's definitely one reason he's going out there. A question about Nick as well. Uh, the consistency that he's shown over the last three years with this team, uh, and, but not only in performance, but in personality and his professionalism. Uh, what strikes you about him? This is a veteran kicker. The last couple of years, rookies have come in. He's been uh, able to you know, retain his position and excel in it. This year, he's gone back to the practice squad, comes back up, understands the situation and delivers. Yeah, no, he's that constant professional you talk about. Um, you know, Nick, Nick comes to work every day, and he's the same. You know, and that's one thing that I think through his years of uh, being able to be a veteran, he provides great leadership, not only to Joe, myself, uh, and, and Jake as well. You know, he's that staple. Every day he's showing up, and he's giving very good input. And he's constant. He's always the same. You know, and that's one thing I think that allows him to perform at such a high level is, you know, he knows how to handle his body. He knows what he needs to do to get ready for every game. And every week for him, it's the same level of mental focus that you expect from, from a guy his caliber. And he's obviously produced for us, continue that moving forward. And uh, But every day for him as a professional and his attitude, the way he approaches every day, has is, is been amazing. You know, he's a guy you love to work with and, you know, a guy that you're grateful to have out there. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, followed by Alex Barth. Cam got another, uh, I think this is a wind-related question. can tell I'm not sure because I was very confused the other day when I heard um, Nick talk about Jake and, and how effective he is as a holder for him and the work that he puts into that and how he appreciates it. But then he said something along the lines of he has a couple of different holds that he likes, which just watching from our yeah. vantage point, it just looks like the guy catches it and he puts it down. And, of course, you want to – you know, maybe you want the laces somewhere, but what, what did that, what does that mean? How many different holds can there be? Uh, because again, I always thought there was just, you just, you held it. That was kind of it. Yeah. It, it all depends on, on the kicker himself um, and how he makes contact with the ball, which is why kicking is so unique is every kicker is different. There's not one, two kickers are the same. So there's some kickers that like, you know, they like the ball straight up and down, no matter what, put it straight down, put the laces out. Well, there's other kickers that let's just say, you know, here's the ball. Hey, the wind's kind of in my face from this direction. So let me do it like this. So you can see. So the wind's coming from here into his direction. So he wants a little bit more tilt to him so he can wrap the ball a little bit and it can drift. And then if the wind's really gusting, he may go a full lean here. You know, so there's really, you know, could be most kickers, you know, probably two to three leans is what you're talking about. And there's other kickers that want to hit the bottom part and see the bottom part of the ball a lot of times. So there's a lot of forward lean. You know, so like if you're watching certain guys, you may start seeing the ball lean forward heavy it's so they can see more of the football and it's more of a plane for them to hit, whereas others more lean to or straight up and down based off the wind in their face into the direction. So it's able to help. Like we talked about cutting that wind, you know, able to make the ball travel with that direction. That's really interesting. We might have to have you start bringing a football to these, though, Cam. Because I, I, I probably need to just start bringing one. I'm using a remote, but uh, <laughs> no, that was that that illustrated it well, though. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's the thing. Like, not only with you know the holds and the operation, the new operations is you got to get each kicker and the hold and the down. And now you know the holder has to know and identify that. You know, and it's not the same every time, and it may change in game based mm -hmm. off the weather as well. Cool. Thanks a lot, Cam. Thanks, Phil.
And if we have time, we'll get in two final questions, Alex Barth and Mike Reese. Hey, Cam, uh, Mike kind of touched on it before, but, you know, we hear teams bring in these specialists all the time, like work with specialists outside of the field of football. Have you worked with a meteorologist at all in kind of learning about wind and all of that? It seems like you'd have a good understanding of that. In, in all honesty, I was blessed. My dad is a uh, electrical engineer and uh, having to deal in down in Mississippi, he deals with hurricanes and he uh, used to travel. So I was able to actually listen to him and we would always sit down and talk uh, a little bit about it, about, hey, well, we're on the east side of the hurricane or on the west side of the hurricanes that were coming from the south. So that kind of got me into it because, you know, if you're on the, the east side, you know, is it worse or the west side with all the spinoff and the rain? So actually talking with him and he has to watch the weather as much uh, because of the power outages to do with power companies is I was able to learn a lot more about the wind aspect and how the effects of it, you know, throughout the day. That's just really interesting. And, and that, you know, is that something that, you were interested in maybe before you got into coaching football, just even as, as a hobby, just kind of learning about the weather. I wouldn't say much learning about the weather, but maybe how the weather affects things. Uh, you know, right. I would say like if I wasn't getting into coaching, I probably would have tried to maybe something with the power company, which obviously the weather affects that every day. Um, you know, especially down South with the wind and the rain constantly coming from the Gulf and everything. So it's something I was interested in, but I wouldn't say it was directly into a meteorologist role more, just knowing the weather, how it affects, you know, human nature. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Last question, Mike. Reese. Hey, Cam, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. All right. I was curious about the history of the long snapper position, and I was looking for about 1,506 words. Um, no, I'm just joking. Did <laughs> I, my, my question was, did you hear what Coach Belichick said last week, and what, sort of what was your thought if you did? Yeah, uh, somebody actually mentioned it to me a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that's really amazing. Um, anytime you can talk about the history of the game, and I think you have to know the history of the game and how it evolves because it does evolve. And as long as the game is evolving, then the positions are evolving, which means the coaching has to evolve. So anytime you're blessed to hear somebody talk about the history of the game that's experienced the history, you have to listen. You got to take note. You've got to, you know, Make sure you're understanding, you're comprehending, because a lot of times stuff goes back to the history. And I try to do as much as I can of knowing of the history of the game and where we started and how we've gotten to where we are, because there's stuff that shows back up that you're like, oh, that happened five years ago. Oh, that happened 10 years ago. So you have to know a lot about the history. And then just being able to be blessed to work for coach and, and the history and the knowledge he has, it's, a, it's an awesome thing because you're able to go in there and ask him questions and he's able to relay it. And it's like a, a Rolodex. Um, and bring up guys that, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I need to go see who this is, research them. So it's really a blessing um, to be in that position. Thanks, Mike. Thank you very much, Camp. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.